Hey, all you beauts and beauties out there. I want to talk to you quick about a couple of sponsors of our show. But the unique thing is that it's the same owner, and that's Matt Rideout. Matt has a landscaping business that specializes in design and installs for your front and backyard. He can even do water features like bubbling rocks. He's very friendly, informative, and cost efficient. He also runs Rideout Training Facility that specializes in personal training. Matt is an excellent personal trainer and will soon be doing hockey boot camps. So all you young hockey players out there, this is the man you want to talk to. Check out Rideout Landscaping and Rideout Training. You can contact him at 519-566-0026. And what is going on, everybody? It is episode number 48 of Hat Trick Hockey which is always brought to you by our good friends over at GL Heritage, the official beer of Hat Trick Hockey. This being episode 48, Rob, this is the Danny Briere edition. Danny Briere played 17 years, 973 games, 307 goals, 389 assists, 696 points. He is actually now the general manager of the Maine Mariners, which is in the ECHL. So that's is that good. Yeah, is that good? So he pretty well knows what he's doing. That's my co-host and my boy, Rob. Rob, what's up, man? What's going on? How was your weekend? Oh, it, it was uh, spent by the pool. Yeah, we got the pool <laughs> in, the deck in, everything's rocking. And uh, wow, what, what it's going to be a great summer. I'm it's, so excited. <laughs> it's a beautiful thing. So Rob, yeah. speaking of our of our friends over at GL Heritage there. So Greg and the crew, um, as everybody heard, as of Friday, uh, I think it's like 11 a.m. or something, everybody can open up. So all the patios and everything can be opened up. So Greg and the crew over at GL Heritage are actually coming out with two new beers. So they're coming out with a low-cal light beer, and they're also coming out with a Galaxy Milkshake IPA. So they're coming out with those two also, They've expanded their patio. So they have now the biggest patio in the county. I repeat, the biggest patio in the county is out at our friends out at GL Heritage. So this weekend, Friday, starting at 3 o'clock in the afternoon, you can go out there and you can get stuffed um, egg rolls will also be served along with your GL Heritage craft beer. And people, please, they ask you, wear your mask and follow all safety protocols. Okay, so the doors will open Friday, once again, Friday, 3 p.m., June 11th, GL Heritage. So that's pretty sweet. I think they made that low-cal beer. They listen to the show, so they're, they're making that low-cal beer. <laughs> I know. We've been bugging them about it, too. So Greg and the boys and everybody pulled through over there, so it's been awesome. If you like my shirt here. Rob shirt over there, my hat. If you like that, you can go to our merch store. You can just click on any link on pretty much any post in the show. You can click the shop now and it'll bring you right to our store for all kinds of sweet HTH merch. People show your support. Like, yeah. you know, we do, we have a great time doing this and, you know, it's only going to be better seeing, seeing people wearing the shirts. You know, it was a funny story there uh, before we get going. Um, yeah. So I'm sitting at Misty's in the garage and, and uh, there's this guy jogging down the, uh, the handling and mm. I'm like, holy shit, this fucking guy's wearing a, a hat trick hockey uh, hoodie. <laughs> I'm like, who the fuck is that? Uh, uh, Billy Moffat. Yeah. God bless your heart. Yeah. You know, like total butte, like he's jogging <laughs> and, and doing his thing. And uh, 
I just thought it was it was amazing just seeing somebody you know running down the the road with it on supporting the cause and you know everybody got to take care of everybody so yeah. so you know show your love and 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 uh, you know support the podcast yeah because actually pretty soon we might have a little uh, contest that I was thinking of we might do a like show your swag type deal so we might do that soon so we'll wait we'll wait a bit my paw would end up winning. <laughs> yeah so let's move on to the hockey here big fucking story of the week mark shifley hit okay i've watched this hit fucking 200 times and every time i watch it my opinion changes um first of all i think the worst part about the hit was the shitty result and him being hurt okay i think was probably one of the worst parts about it um i don't know shifley didn't leave his feet the only thing that made me think was his stick was at his side, so he obviously had no intention on, on like, going after the puck. The only thing, and he buried him. He fucking buried him. It was a gnarly hit. Now, when it comes to, like, Evans, when you're going after that puck, like, there was no look over the shoulder, comes around the net with your head down, like... This is, it's, it's the playoffs. You kind of have to know who is on the ice at all times, right? Shifley is not a small man. He's a big guy. Um, okay, charging, yes. Dirty hit, debatable. Shitty result, yes. Um, the only thing is, though, is with Shifley now, because he got four games, to me, he cost his team the series. They're now down three games to none. Carey Price is fucking white hot. And now Winnipeg is now missing, like I said, they're missing a top three forward. All because you didn't want a guy, like I understand you're trying to stop the guy from, from obviously scoring. But think about it. You got kicked out of a series that's going to probably cost your team for four games because of an empty netter. That's the only part that sucks about it. So I don't know. I'm not going to say clean, dirty, not what, like I said, because it's fucking, it sparked that outrage on the internet. So I'm not going to say anything, but those are mine. That's kind of mine. Like what I seen about it, Rob, what did you, did you see anything? I didn't. I didn't have a problem with that. I didn't. You, you're in the NHL. You, you skate with your head down. You're going to get lit. Mm -hmm. So Scott Stevens and Scott Stevens made a living off it. You yeah, know, like, put your head down and he's gonna collapse your life. Yeah, you know, if, uh, if you watch the video when he crosses a blue line, he stops skating because he doesn't know whether he's gonna go back around the net. And in, in, mm -hmm. in all purposes, he don't want him to score. Yeah, and you know, you know, I, I get it. Everybody's got their own opinion. I, I was okay with it. If it was a Toronto Maple Leaf, yeah, I'm going to be up in arms about it. But I have no – I, I want to see Montreal do well. I do. Mm, you me know, too. I, I, I was uh, over the other day with Mike Paley, and he loves Bergevin. And he said, like almost at the beginning of the year, I want to say that he was talking about that, that he said Bergevin built a team for the playoffs, not for the regular season. You can win. How many teams have won the regular season in their division or ousted the first round? We're not, talking, we're not talking about that right now. I don't want to burn my fucking house down. I just, I just want to get through this. Okay. So anyways, so he ends up, 
you know, crushing him? And, and is the outcome terrible? But if, if he's actually looking at him, is it a different outcome? Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, too. You if know? he hops right back up on his feet, celebrates right. the goal, we're not even talking about this. No, we're not. And if he doesn't have his head down, we're not talking about this. Yeah, He's going to meet too. him face, chest to chest, face to face, yeah. and that's it. It was a You're going to get sent back into the boards a little bit, boom, whatever. He's going to get up. Everybody's going to come, you know, pat his bum, rub his head, whatever. Yeah. But other than that, I, I have I had no problem with the hit. And guys on the Habs. I think there should be more of it. Yeah. And guys on the Habs, drop your fucking gloves when something like that happens, for fuck's sakes. Jesus, drove me nuts. So there wasn't a fight on that, that was play. That crazy. That was crazy. Drove but, me nuts. You know, like, yeah. I understand Weber was irate, irate, but he couldn't get at him. But I would have been dropping my gloves, jumping over refs. I would have been trying to get at him. You know what I mean? Why did Weber just beat somebody else up? Yeah, even if he kicked my ass. Weber could have beat, beat, uh, guess what? I'm going to beat up the smallest guy (laughs) just because you did that. Yeah, that's true. You could. That's dirty pool, but whatever works. It's hockey. Mm -hmm. Like how many guys, you know? How many tough guys run after other tough guys and said, guess Mm -hmm. what? Hey, uh, you know, Hall, guess what? I'm going to beat your head in if you you touch uh, Gilmore one more time. Or, you know what I mean? Like, it's all over the NHL. Like, Gretzky, you know, Wendell Clark, if you're going to be bouncing on uh, Gretzky, Marty McSorley is going to take a run Mm -hmm. at Doug Gilmore. Yeah. And guess what happened? It happened. Yeah. And they had a hell of a tilt there, too, by the way. It was a great fight. (laughs) Um, so while we're actually speaking of those two teams, let's talk about the series. So now the Habs have a 3-0 stranglehold on the series. The Habs have not trailed since game four of round one. It's over 336 minutes. They haven't trailed. So Carey Price is the story again. White hot. He got a shutout in game number two. It was his eighth career in the playoffs Weber's been on a tear super physical but I'll tell you right now Winnipeg you can tell they are missing Shifley Connors looked good Stasny's back in the lineup so they got a couple things back there but in the end man it's Carey Price I expect this series to go five games maximum and I and it wouldn't shock me if the Habs swept Rob what do you think I think Carey Price is the biggest story of uh, the playoffs right now. Mm-hmm. You know, um, I listen to so many Montreal Canadian fans say you need to trade him. The only person <laughs> that actually said, um, I would like to trade him because I think you could get great value for him was my yeah. brother, Kenny. Yeah. That's not a bad point. Everybody else, every, every other Habs fan that I've talked to, he's garbage. He's done. He's yeah. washed up. That's crazy you know. talk. That's nuts, man. I get Why would so you angry? Ever? I get Why so you... angry. Why would you ever want to trade him? Jesus. Trade him to Toronto, take half his salary, <laughs> and we're a dynasty. <laughs> yeah. I could see Toronto doing an upgrade in goal, but we're not going to get into that right now. Um, okay. Yeah, no, we, we'll talk about that. Maybe later. I, I later on. Hit on that. <laughs> we will hit on that later. So let's move on to the next series, though, the Lightning series. Have you been watching that one a bit at all? Or So Lightning are up 3-1 in the series now. Kucherov and Stamkos are lights out. 
Um, they, they're getting help from guys like Kalorn and Braden Point and guys like that. Not to mention they have a guy named Hedman who plays, who plays defense. Their goaltending is outstanding right now. So we're just shooting the shit on uh, Price there. Price has a 935 save, and he's third. <laughs> Guess who's first? Vasilevsky. <laughs> With the uh, lightning there, he's like 940-something, so he's standing on his head, which I said, like, Hedman there, who was in the talks again for the Norris. I think he won it last year. But on the other side of it, though, Carolina's, like, no slouches either, and they're like, but they're playing a powerhouse. But Ajo's got six goals. Stahl has five. Three out of four of these games were came down to one goal. But in the end... I just think Tampa has everything in line, firing on all cylinders. I expect them to wrap up this series quick. Rob, what do you think? Well, they're defending champs. And you know what? They 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 lost some, but they also, I think they picked up the right pieces, you know? Like, mm-hmm. I, I, I don't know. Um, I, I was really expecting Carolina to be a little tougher. You know, yeah. but but you look at that talent on uh, Tampa Bay. Like it, it almost reads off the chart. You know, like it just keeps going. Like how many um, amazing players they got. You know, so I see I see Tampa finishing this out. Yeah, out right. <laughs> like probably next game. One of my favorite series. And that's and tomorrow, right? Being this I believe so, yes. Yeah. One of my favorite series is the Islanders and Bruins. That's that hockey. Oh, it's fucking it's an all-out slugfest. <laughs> no team has won two no team has won two straight games. Two games have ended in overtime. There's tons of hitting, they're scrapping. Taylor Hall, we see you. There's fucking scrums after every whistle. Emotion is at an all-time high in that series. Barzell is out of his mind right now getting involved physically. He's scoring. He's a big story of the series. Boston's getting help. They're, all their big dogs are firing pasta, Marshan Hall. Rask has been a little shaky at times, but I, I'm hearing he's banged up. So he's playing a little nicked up. Did you see David Pasternak miss that wide-open net the other night? <laughs> right off that the boat. Cage? Oh Ouch. my god. I couldn't. I was like, oh goal. As soon as I seen it, Krejci slid it over, put it on a tee for him. Nobody he could, he could have swung his stick around and not even hit anybody. He could have stopped the puck and still had time, but he one timed it right off the post, right back into the goalie's pads. <laughs> Rob's like boo. No, one of those not one. <laughs> Not one. I expect this series to go seven games. What do you think? Yeah. 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 I hope it goes it's, seven it's, games. It's a, a knockdown. How about that Barzell? Eh? He's, oh. he's kind of good. He's kind of good. Yeah, he's not bad. Eh? He's okay at hockey. Did you, did you see the winner that he scored the other night? <laughs> yeah. He shot it. The puck hit somebody, went up in the air. He watched it the whole time, looked at it up. As soon as it came down where it was low enough to where he could shoot it, he shot it. So he shot a one-timer waiting for the puck to come down. And as soon as that puck even touched the ice, it was already gone. 
Like that's just yeah, you you can't teach that shit, man. You can't teach that stuff. He's yeah, fucking out of his mind. Yeah, he's out of his mind right now. So keep an eye on that series, everybody. It's fucking awesome, that one. Um, last but not least, we have Colorado and Vegas. So Colorado scared me at first. They pumped him in game one, seven one. They turn around the next day or so later, they win game two in overtime. So they're up two games. Guess who scored in overtime? That freaking Rantanen again. Guy's an absolute savage. Vegas comes out, however, takes the next two, evens up the series. I was a little worried because, Rob, we know that Ant's got Vegas to win the Stanley Cup, so I was a little worried. Revo got thrown out for two games for roughing up Graves, which is whatever. Um, Just players are on – are just in fuego in this series right okay, now. Can, can we – let's go back and touch on that, that, that Reeves. Revo? So – yeah, and and Reeves, right? Like, or uh, sorry, yeah, Reeves and and uh, Graves. Uh, it was Graves, yeah, yeah. So they said, mal- was it malicious intent to injure? Yes. When that scrum was going down, mm-hmm. okay, but Graves Graves crushed somebody uh, just oh. before that. Yeah, and you know, you know. Reeves is coming out. Mm-hmm. So I don't know what he did to make it like in, intent to injure, but guess what? When I go behind, if somebody's going behind the net and I'm coming, guess what I'm going to try and do? I want to knock them out. Yeah. <laughs> you know? And I, for that, I, I, I just don't understand hockey anymore. I really don't. I think because when Graves was, was down on the ice, Revo had his knee like on his face on the ice and it like split him open and shit because his face was literally on the ice with Revo's knee on it. And they were trying to pull him off and he wouldn't get off for a second. And he was, the guy was bleeding. Like he was banged up, but Revo's a big dude too, man. So but now have, you, you know that, that that's what happened? That's what happened. He was literally kneeling on his face. So... That's probably why they gave him the two game. I wouldn't have gave him two. I would have gave him one. One game. So so he maliciously tries to injure somebody. He gets two games. Shifley drills somebody and he gets four. I think he got four because the extent of the injury probably had something to do with it. Or maybe it was because uh Peros played for Montreal. <laughs> I don't. I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> Rob just fucking yeah, stir it. Just stir that pot there, buddy. We get all the fucking Habs fans. Throw it out there for everybody to talk. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. You, know, you um, can call me an asshole or whatever you want to do. I don't <laughs> also, for that Colorado oh, series, um, Landeskog's also been doing it all. Former Spitfire Grubauer has made some unreal saves too in that mm. series. So he's been fantastic. I think this series will go seven and it will be Vegas coming out on top because that's who I have. So I have to take him, obviously, right? What do you think? Colorado. <laughs> of course that's you do. Okay. <laughs> I'll bet you another case of fucking beer. Well, because <laughs> it's not like I haven't been paying out my beer. <laughs> I paid it out to, I, I'm, I'm waiting to see Kevin Miller. I'll, I'll pay his beer. I paid it out to his brother, Gold. I owe Darren McCarty fucking a hundred bucks. So, yeah. Degenerate. 
I, I know. I know. I'll never bet on the Leafs again. Never, 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 never. Never, ever. So any of you assholes that want to take my money, you're not getting it from the Leafs. Yeah. Sometimes you just got to don't bet with your heart. <laughs> Every time I bet, I'm going to lose. But Kenny Sawyer does owe me a case of beer for having beat Montreal more than Toronto. Ooh. Or vice versa. <laughs> Whatever it is. Right. So well, he owes me a case. It's a case of MGDs. Again. so should we flip it over to this beauty of an interview or what absolutely so we got ian white on with us today ian white is was a beauty he was a great conversation he's a former leaf he's a former red wing as well so uh i hope everybody enjoys it he tells us some good stuff some funny stuff and um touches on babcock a little bit yeah, he roughs him up, ruffles his feathers a little bit. So that's good. It's good stuff. Let's put it that way. So everybody, here you go. Enjoy Mr. Ian White. Roll it. Don't Well, Rob, this next guy we have on here with us played 503 NHL games. He scored 45 goals, 134 assists, recorded 179 points. He's had stops in Toronto, Detroit, Calgary, Carolina, San Jose. He's also played World Juniors where he won a silver medal. He played World Championships where he won a silver medal. Let's welcome to the show, Ian White. Ian, what's up, man? Not much. Happy to be here. Thanks for having me on. Hey, no problem. So how's how's everything going, man? Everything okay so far or what? Yeah, I mean, it's the, the past year obviously has been, uh, well, I guess, almost a year and a half now. It's been pretty brutal. Um, uh, I don't agree with governments and politicians too often. So mm-hmm. I don't know. They've, it's just been, it's been bad on everyone and I can't wait for it to be over. Oh, we're in the same boat, man. Down here, they've had us locked down like for a while now. And on like, we've been like, fuck, it's been Rob, how long? Month and a half now? We're, we've probably been in lockdown longer. Yeah. Longer, longer than that, I think. At least it's crazy, but. Like nothing's open. Nothing. Like Not no malls, no fucking fast, no food joints, yeah, no food. restaurants. Can't go in, go in, like sit anywhere. They just opened golf again here. <laughs> Ridiculous, man. But screw that shit. Let's get into the hockey. So you you're from Manitoba, right? So is that where you started to play? Yeah, small town called Steinbach. Steinbach. Did you play like travel and everything all through there, right up in the junior? Uh, yeah, yeah, we uh, probably starting around nine years old, I guess, is when we had uh, the travel teams and stuff. But growing up uh, in rural Manitoba, I guess, same as rural anywhere, you just play the local teams probably within 45 minutes or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's not bad then. You don't have that long drive. We used to have those like two and a half hour drives to play one game. It sucked when you're nine years old, 10 years old. That uh, that's a ways, yeah. No, we didn't go that far. Maybe for tournaments, but never just for a game. Mm-hmm. Rob, go so ahead. Ian, uh, you're one of my biggest fans. I mean, uh, I'm one of your biggest fans. Um, I remember watching uh, you with that dirty stash, and you st- <laughs> you still have it. It's just total butte. I love it. <laughs> yeah, it was gone. I had it gone for a while, but I figured just recently, once I started 
working. I'll just grow it back and see what it's like. You look just like when you played for the Leafs. Like, (laughs) it's awesome. I I love having you on the show. I was so pumped. I did so much fucking research. I got stuck down rabbit holes. Like, it was incredible. Well, don't get stuck in those rabbit holes. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Hey, I think you're the you're the first one that we've actually had on here that's played in the Western League. You played for the Broncos. Now you were like point nine, or you're almost freaking point a, a game guy from the blue line. How the hell did you manage to do that? Uh I don't know. It, junior, I guess it, it kind of fit my style of game. We had some pretty good teams too, in, in Swift Current. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I don't know. I was fortunate enough to, to score quite a bit too, like just scoring goals. But uh, I mean, who knows how, how it works, right? I'd be I'd be uh, be the best teacher in the world if I knew how to make that happen. <laughs> yeah, man. It just well, you got a good shot and stuff too, right? Like you you always seem to find a way to be open. Like that's that's probably the most important part of the game, right? You got to get open. If you're not going to go hustle and get open, you're never going to get the puck. So, mm-hmm. guys, got to get open. Mm-hmm. But you were always wheeling. You were always flying up and down, up and down the ice. Like uh, you, you reminded me a lot of uh, Morgan Riley. That's what I see when I when I see Morgan Riley. He reminds me so much of you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, cool. yeah, because he always hops into the play and stuff too, right? Jumps into the rush and. There was one goal I seen that I was I was watching of yours. You like dangled a guy and just sniped. I'm trying to think who it was against. I was like, whoa. Like it's not too many guys that you see guys on who can who have hands like that who play D. You know what I mean? Like a lot of guys are rough and tough, which you had that aspect of of your freaking game too, which actually leads me to my next question. Is like you were always super physical when you played. Is that something that you added in like later on, or was that just always in your game? Uh, well, I think even when you're kids, right? When you're young, you first start body checking and stuff. I mean, it's fun, right? Running around, hitting guys, and and you know, getting physical. Uh, so I enjoyed it right from an early age. Uh, and then obviously, once you get get a little bit older and guys get a little bit bigger, I mean, you got to be got to be able to hang in there with them otherwise you're going to get run over so Mm -hmm. i uh i don't know i guess just being a smaller guy you got a little bit lower center of gravity so you got to use that to your advantage because you're going up against almost everybody's going to be bigger than you so you got to use your what some might say disadvantages but there's there's advantages to being small too Mm -hmm. i just don't know how you did it man guys running at you and stuff all the time trying to kill you going into the corners like ah I don't know how, how you guys do it, man. Gotta be a little shifty. Mm-hmm. Now, now growing up, Ian, when, when you were, you know, playing in Manitoba, growing up playing your travel hockey and all that stuff, you were in the era of everybody had to be big to play hockey, you know, like especially especially travel teams and stuff like that. Now, like what, what kind of challenge was that for you, uh, you know, being, being of a smaller stature? Well, I, in all honesty, it, it wasn't, I mean, it's obviously there's extra challenges, but it was, I was able to fly under the radar my whole career, even, even before I was going into junior, right? Cause I was small. So everyone wanted big guys. And so I was never really uh, like a high prospect or anything. So I could just kind of stay in the, 
in the background and do my thing and, and work my way up without being uh, being in the spotlight, which I I preferred. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then you go to Toronto, but we'll, we'll get to that later. <laughs> well, I was actually just going to ask about his, what it was like for him leading up to the draft. Like, did you know that the Leafs were in on you or was there a few teams that were kind of in on you? Like, or was it just bam Toronto? Yeah. I mean, no, I, I had, I had no idea if anyone was involved and I actually, I didn't, I wasn't even paying too much attention because I wasn't uh, ranked very high. Even though I think my my draft year I I led the the Western League in in points for D men, I think Jay Bolmeister was in the same draft year and he was second in points and I had ten more points than him. So I'm like, hey, maybe I will get picked pretty high because he was supposed to go. I think, did he go first overall? I think he did. I'm not sure. You might so have. So I was thinking, uh, well, I should be somewhere somewhere near him, but. I, I mean, at the end, I don't even know if Toronto, if they didn't draft me, I don't know if anyone else would even pick me. So fortunately enough, uh, they gave me a shot and it worked out. Hell yeah. Now, now, what was, what was that interview like uh, when they, did they come talk to you or did you just get drafted by them? Well, I don't know what it's like now, but uh, back then, I think they only, maybe like the guys who were supposed to go in the first round or something might, go for for interviews and stuff but everyone else they just call you yeah. let you know we picked you there's no interviews or anything so what were you doing when you got picked when you found out what were you doing when you found out uh we were we we're actually we we're partying we there's a <laughs> whole bunch of us uh, there's a lot of guys from winnipeg uh who play in the western hockey league who are, who are good players and i guess we we're all not all of us, but we're all able to get drafted. So we were all hanging out. Mm-hmm. That's, we found out. I think by, by the time they got to the later rounds, it was probably already eight, nine, 10 o'clock maybe. So mm-hmm. we were well after it by that time. <laughs> Might've had a couple by then. Yeah. And how shitter did you get after that? Oh, celebrating. Fuck. Yeah. I mean, it was, well, it was, it was probably just kind of a typical night. Those were our young, young years where, every night was kind of a party right so mm-hmm. it was nice to i like i i don't know i when i was i guess you're 17 eight, or eight, 17 turn 18 or i might have just turned 18 and i didn't really even think too much of the nhl and, and getting drafted yet like i i was hoping it would happen um i just figured i'd keep working and then when i ended up getting drafted it like i said it was it was a little bit bittersweet because i was hoping to get picked a little bit higher because I had played pretty well. And so but at the end of the day, you know, you're getting picked too. just being drafted and being drafted by the lease is a, you know, a big thing too. So like I said, it was, there's, there's pros and cons, right? I felt a little bit, a little bit, you know, not upset, but just a little bit kind of like, man, I worked so hard and had such a good year and, and still nobody wants you, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. uh, at the same time, I guess it's great to, to get drafted. Dude, you're a diamond yeah. in the rough, though, man. Like, guys like freaking Zetterberg and them, like, they weren't even picked in the first round. They were, what, like, rounds four or five or something like that? Like, they were deep round guys, too, and they're just diamonds in the rough, man. But not there's not many guys like you now that guys that will that, that will hop in on the rush and stuff like that and guys that will fight and guys that will hit and those guys that are just gritty. Like, I find that the game's gone away from that now, and honestly, I miss it. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I prefer the 
I may be a, more of a nostalgic kind of guy, but I, I do miss the the olden days. <laughs> I miss mm -hmm. fighting, like not myself, but I miss you know more fighting in the game and you know more roughing it up. And I mean, I I remember having in junior anyway, but obviously watching in the NHL too when you have bench brawls and line brawls and stuff like that. I mean, it's fun to see. <laughs> you know. It is. It is. I miss it. You're never going to see a bench brawl again. Never. Never. Yeah. Oh, they would fucking. It's disappointing because, like, we have a we have an awesome uh, hockey junior C team here in uh, in Essex. Like the the whole area is is just surrounded by great hockey players, and this is how we started this podcast too. And uh, you know, like we used to go like when when I was when I was in my early teens uh going down to the barn in Essex here and uh going to see Bell River or Leamington come into town and just line brawl before the or, or bench brawls before the, the, the puck even got dropped yeah hey have have you ever I think were you on the on the squad there with the Leafs when uh who got into it in the warm-up there along the boards it was Tucker and Avery, were you there then? Yeah, yeah, I was there. Okay, because I know those who it started. He went after who was it? Jason Blake, I want to say he was yipping at, wasn't he? Yeah, Blake. Blake was always kind of yipping and, and chirping in warmups. <laughs> Rob, you had uh, something you wanted to ask him on Blake, didn't you? Oh well, I he was just on uh, another podcast, and they were talking to him about uh, you know he had like. Uh, just announced that he had cancer or whatever. And he had like three games where he hadn't scored. And, and the, one of the announcers was just like, Hey, um, you know, do you think you're not scoring because of the cancer? And he's like, what the fuck did you just say? Yeah. That's yeah. a stupid like, question. It, it, it was crazy. Well, what, what kind of guy was Blake? Well, uh, he was, he was, I'll, I'll give him mixed reviews. I only played with him. Yeah, it was probably two years. I, there was I, I would sit in the Maple Leaf locker room. Anyway, I sat beside Cujo, and so we'd always be sitting there hanging out, getting dressed. And the thing with Blake, we'd always laugh because he would come, he would get a brand new roll of tape. I think he make might have cut down three new sticks every game, and he'd get a brand new roll of tape for for each one for the blade, and then he'd get uh, a brand new roll of like the double sided sticky tape or whatever that was yeah. wrapped in plastic you'd open it up you'd rub it on the shaft and then you'd just throw it in the garbage between me and Blake or between me and Cujo and so after we left we'd always take it out and we'd just stack all this brand new tape and by the end of the year it's almost like 100 goals and we're just every time we do it we're like why is this guy just throwing out brand new rolls of tape are you like <laughs> <laughs> all, all teams that could use that tape Oh, that's funny. yeah. Send it here. Fuck, we'll use it. <laughs> Jesus. So we'll reel it back a bit. So before you went up to Toronto, you went to St. John. So what was your first full year like there? Uh well, I mean, it was a it was a unique year because there was no NHL that year, obviously. Oh, so lockout. There was a bunch of uh, you know a bunch of guys who were in the NHL who were playing with us. And then the fact that there was no NHL, so no, everyone knew that, you know, you know, there's no chance of getting called up. So I don't know if that affects the way guys handle themselves, but, and, and just the, 
the city itself is so far away from like all the other teams. So the first, remember the first month that we were there, I had uh, Jeremy Williams. We we're we we're best buddies in Swift Current. Played like four years together. So we rented a house together, and uh, the first four or the first four weeks, we were at home, and teams would fly in for they play. We play Friday, Saturday, then the teams would fly out. So Friday, Saturday we play, and then we get Sunday off, and then if we play good, we get Monday off too. Ooh. And there's all these these. Uh, like there's a whole street of bars and they all want you to come in there after, right? So they all give you free beers and stuff. So after the game, everyone would go across the street and just party till basically till sunrise. So that happened Saturday night, Sunday night, and four weeks in a row to the point where after, after the first month, I was just like, I remember just waking up in my bed. I'm like, I don't know if I'll be able to make pro hockey work, man. Like this is, this is out of control. And we had, we, I mean, we had, I, I don't know the history of, of hockey, but I would definitely argue that, that that season, the team we had was up there in the top 10 biggest gong show seasons in history of hockey. Like guys were not, none of the wise, if guys were married, none of the wise moved out there. I think we had probably four divorces that year. Jesus. Um, we had, I mean, yeah, we had guys going to jail. There was lots of things happened. Boys just getting a little out of hand. <laughs> well, so it it's, makes it fun, it's man. St. John's, right? And they they love to get after it up there. Well, what else is there to do? Well, we and because right. we were so far out too. Fish, fish a, or drink. We had a twenty-eight day road trip. And that was followed up by a 24-day road trip. Oh, Jesus. So those are unheard of, too. Yeah. That's a long-ass time to be away, man. Yeah. <laughs> like, so you had did, – did you have a lot of the Toronto Maple Leafs come down to the AHL, or how did that work? I don't know how I, – I couldn't put a number on it, but I would say probably, like, the younger guys, obviously, who would have been in the NHL, like, not – guys who were like on their second or third deals right so you're like it would have been wellwoods and stuff like that well i don't think i don't even was he in i don't even know if he was in the nhl before the lockout year was he i'm not sure he wasn't right he wasn't matt matt, matt stage and i think i think, he, I think it was yeah, your third or fourth right year him. with the leaf that he joined your team mm-hmm. nathan parrot i think he was one of them but yeah i don't know maybe maybe three or four guys yeah, you've you've played with some fucking like legends, dude. Legends. Um, so what was it like when you got your first call up for the show? Like that had to have been real exciting. Yeah, you know, yeah, it was. Um, that was so team from St. John's moved to Toronto, and I went to camp that year. You know, I guess every year you go to camp, you're hoping to make the team, obviously, and and so. Pat Quinn was coaching, and and I don't know if if uh, like the the league that in those days was quite a bit older, especially the Leafs. Like most of the guys were like kind of grizzled veterans, and so I went to camp there, stayed around maybe for a week, and they sent me down. So I was like, oh man, and started the season off with the Marlies, and guys who get hurt, guys who go down, everyone hopes to be the first guy called up or the second guy or whatever, and so I think. Probably like they had uh, the least had a lot of injuries that year on D, 
probably called up 5D and I, and I still hadn't got called up. I was like, oh my goodness. And so there was 12, I think there's 12 games left in the year. And, and I, I don't know which D got hurt, but another least D got hurt. So I'm like, man, there's nobody else. They have to call me up. So I got the call <laughs> and we were, the first game was in Jersey. So I flew to, flew to Jersey and laced them up for the first time. And, and it was just, it was crazy, right? You're playing with like Matt Sandin and these guys and, and, oh man, it was, it was quite a thrill, man. From then on, it, it just kept getting better. Mm-hmm. Rob, go ahead, because Rob's a huge Leafs guy, as you can tell. So Rob's going to hammer you with some Leafs stuff here. Give her, Rob. This is you, brother. <laughs> um, so, like, being a D, man, you you get to come up and you get to play with, like, Thomas Coverley and Hal Gill and uh, Luke Richardson and and uh, Brian McCabe. Like, what, what was it like, like, walking into a dress room with those guys in there? Like, it must have been... Just well, uh, and, and I, I don't know if it was different in those days too, but you would just like, there's so many, like you were saying before, so many legends of the game and, and just, I don't know if it was the way I grew up or what, but you just want to stay out of these guys way, right? You're not coming in there to chit chat with them and stuff. You just like, yeah. Hey, just, you don't notice me. I'm here. I'll do my job, right? I'm not here to piss anybody off. And um, so, yeah, you walk in or you just mention all those names and then all the forwards they had too. Um, Luke Richardson actually is my, my first team partner. But you got these guys who've been around, I don't know how many years, or probably most of them have been around probably 10 or 15 years by the time I got there. So, yeah, just it was just neat to, to sit in silence and, and take it all in. <laughs> That's really cool. Like, uh, like I was a big Brian McCabe fan, you know, uh, the can opener and all that stuff. And, and nobody <laughs> knew what he was doing until uh, Bob Cole and Harry Neal started. Saying, oh, look at the can opener. You get yeah. that stick between their legs and uh, you just pop them open. <laughs> and next thing you know, they're giving him penalties for it. Yeah. Because they figured out what he was doing because the announcers started saying what he was doing. That's a genius move, too, by the way. It was, it was, and nobody was none of, you know, other than like you guys uh, playing with them. Like, I thought, I thought it was an amazing, amazing move. What, what, what was Brian like? What was what, as a as a person? Like, I, I think he really got the shit end of the stick, getting run out of Toronto. You know what I mean? Like how Leaf fans can be. Like you make one mistake, and it's like trade him, trade him. Yeah, it's a tough hockey, hockey market. It yeah, is. It's terrible. He was uh, he was a good guy, solid guy, good team guy too, and and obviously a, a bona fide, solid defenseman, top defenseman in the league. Yeah. And so, yeah, I mean, a lot of the guys. I don't know which manager was there when when he left, but uh, some of the older guys. I mean, you see it on other teams too, but guys have been around for a long time and and paid their dues, and somehow. They still end up getting kind of screwed over towards the end of their career, which is which is sad. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just like Sandin did. It, well, he's a prime example for mm-hmm. for everything that yeah. he put into he's the league. Number or, one, one example why he wouldn't take any trades because they just fucking hosed him on it. Out of all out of all the guys I've played with, especially the captains that have that have been 
the teams I played on, he's by far the, the best person, the best captain. Um, and, and to do it in that market for, I don't know, if, you know how long it's a captain, probably 10 years or so, but after every yeah. pregame skate, every practice, obviously every game you have, you know, three, four rows deep of reporters asking all these questions that we didn't, you know, that didn't make the playoffs. So they're always asked, it's always negative, right? Mm-hmm. And every time he would always take the time to talk to them, answer all their questions, not get upset, not be a dink. And he put up with that year after year after year. He always put, you know, put the team on his back and what he did for the team and for the city, even though we weren't winning. Um, just to, to get kind of put out to pasture like that, I thought that was pretty gross. Mm-hmm. He's one leaf I've, I've that I can say that I always liked, like was Matt's because he was just – so good at what he, he did. He was an Iserman type, you know what yes, I mean? Yes, he like, was exactly. Yeah. Hat, uh, you yeah. know, like who who was uh who was your favorite like funniest guy on uh the Maple Leafs when you played? The funniest guy. Yeah, like just just good time guy. Uh well I I, like I said, mostly when I first got there, most of the guys were, were older, right? So we, the young guys, we would kind of just stay out of their way. So we ended up, at, at guys like uh, Carlo Koliakobo, Matt Stajan, Brendan Bell, Kyle Wellwood, we were all kind of growing up together, playing playing junior against each other, playing world juniors and stuff, and just going to leaf camp. So we were good buddies from from when we were younger, so we kind of stuck together, and the older guys kind of stuck together. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Wellwood was probably the biggest clown, though. <laughs> See, he's, we a, kinda, he's an Essex boy. Yeah, he's from or the same Essex town. Area. Yeah, <laughs> that's yeah. funny. Yeah. Hey, I always seventy three here. In town. I always love asking guys, "What about your first like National League?" Goal? Like, was it nice? Was it like off three guys? Like we've heard before, like. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was, it was, uh, yeah, it was a fluke. We were playing, we were at home, I think, because I got called up to New Jersey. I think we played two, two road games, maybe, and I got two assists. Maybe it's, maybe it just came back after New Jersey. I got an assist in the, the first game and then came home at the Air Canada Center and, and took a slap shot from the point and hit a skate and went in. <laughs> Perfect. Yeah. <laughs> but still, and you got it quick too. So you get that off your back or did, yeah. did you put the hands up right away? Because I've seen a few of your goals where you're like, oh, oh yeah. It's it. <laughs> and, you know, I, I, for some reason, I always feel you weren't sure you could have a good view or whatever. I just had the one, the one standard celebration, just raise the arms. Um, yeah. Who, yeah. who was that goal on? Ryan Miller. Ryan Miller. Fuck. Legend wow. too, right? Like <laughs> just retired, right? This year? He just did, Holy yeah. Fuck. He had a long career. Great career. Great career. Now, do you have uh a- any stories about uh Pat Quinn? Uh you know what? Not too many. He was there, he was the coach. Like I only played, I think, the last 12 games of the year uh, with him as a coach. Yeah. But what I found, I thought I thought he was hilarious. Like, I don't think he could skate much so he you know for practice he'd, he'd put the boots on but he'd just stand at center where the the board is drop a drill 
and he'd just stare at his watch. He wouldn't even watch what, what we were doing. Guys would just do whatever kind of drill they wanted. And then once they hit like five minutes or whatever, he'd blow the whistle, we'd go on to the next drill. And I was just, I, I was shocked really. But guy, I mean, it's to me, it's like you can, every player, you're a professional at that level, you know what you need to practice and how hard you need to practice. And as long as you show up at games and work hard, that's all that matters. But I was the, just watching him on the ice where during practices, I was just laughing. But I, I, I liked it. I, I honestly, I, I liked it. I thought it was great. That's awesome. <laughs> hey, I also noticed too that you played for Maurice. You played for him not only in Toronto but in Carolina. So what I want to know, because he's been in the league a long time too, and he seems like he's done it all. So how was he as a coach? He was good. I, I liked him. He was good. Yeah, he coached the the one season uh, with the Marlies when I was there too, and then took over the lease the next year. And so I got him for two years there. I think he lasted, and, and I liked him. Uh, I I don't know if younger guys liked him better or if you know young guys are just happy to be playing. But I I from my understanding, I thought the some of the older guys didn't really get along with him. Mm-hmm. And that kind of led to, to him moving on and then had him in, in Carolina too, which I wasn't there very long, but as, as a coach, I liked him. I liked mm-hmm. him. He seems like a player's coach. Well, and, and I mean, all the coaches I've had, they have their idiosyncrasies, if you will. But most of the coaches I had were, were downright um, I'm just gonna say bad, bad dudes. And so, when you get one that's not, they stand out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Yeah. <laughs> what about uh, Ron? Ron Francis. You had Ron Francis as an assistant coach. And Carolina was he? See the yeah. assistant coach there. Yeah. Yeah. Like I said, I was only there for I think 30, 30 some games. So. And I'm pretty sure he wasn't, no, he wasn't the D coach. The D coach we had, we, me and him didn't get along. But I, I didn't spend much time talking to Ron. How, now, how did you end up in uh, Carolina? Did you go there on a trade or did you sign a well, deal? I went, yeah, I got traded. So before that, I went from Toronto to Calgary and I signed a deal there, a one-year deal, started the season off there. And we got off to, to a bad start and every single D-man except me had a no, no trade clause. So I think from what I, my understanding is anyway, that the, the ownership went down to management and said, Hey, you got to start dumping people. Mm-hmm. And so I was the only D-man that, that they could move. So they sent me to, to Carolina. What was, uh, what, what was Ron Francis like, Ian? Um, I, Sorry, I, not Ron Francis. No, Ron, I was just saying, you just, say, just asked about him. <laughs> Sorry, I didn't get the, sec- the second name. Yeah. Who was Ron Wilson? Oh, because it was uh, wasn't it Ron Wilson and Brian Burke that came in after Paul Maurice? I think Wilson yeah. came and in. You know what? I just I think it might have even been yesterday that I heard he had passed away. Is that really? I haven't so, seen anything. Okay, so I, I can't confirm that, but I don't like to talk mm-hmm. ill of someone if they're they're no. not around anymore. But yeah, I just yeah. I wasn't his biggest fan. 
I'll just put it that like I okay. he came in yeah. my third year. I already played two pretty good seasons, and uh, was figured I was kind of a bona fide guy at that time. Mm-hmm. And he healthy scratched me for the first eleven games of the season, and I thought I was going to be done. And then the twelfth game of the year, he put me in warmups and then had me playing on the wing. And I thought, I'm like, what is this guy trying to do? Like, I haven't played for my whole career. And now is he trying to, like, embarrass me or something, you know? But, so I, I wasn't his biggest fan. Jesus. That'd be a – He's trying to turn you into a Wendell Clark. Well, who knows? <laughs> He's trying to turn who you knows? into a Wendell. <laughs> well, you had the mustache. You just had to grow it out a little bit more down the sides. Yeah, got the handlebar going. You know what? I, I actually did have it full growth here probably about a month ago but i tried trimming it up and, and cleaning it up but i don't know how to maintain it too well so i end up pushing <laughs> it, it, it right off <laughs> it ended up like stairs and you end up just coming right at the top of the lip eh well you keep taking a little bit more off a little bit more off and all of a sudden it's like Ooh, too much <laughs> um after uh, a little uh, hitler after uh, Carolina, you ended up in San Jose for a little bit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so, went there. And you, you guys made a little bit of a freaking run there, didn't you? Yeah, that was that was the, the furthest I've, I've made it in, in playoffs. But we I got traded there just before the deadline. And San Jose always had a good team, but they always were just biting it hard in the playoffs. And so we went into – excuse me, we went into the playoffs. I think we were – something like 25 or 27 wins with like two losses wow. going into the playoffs. So like peaking at the right time. Right. And uh, played LA in the first round, beat them in six. Then we played Detroit in the second round. We were up three, nothing in the series. And we we're like, Holy smokes, man, we're going to walk all the way in. <laughs> all of a sudden they tied up three, three. And we're like, Oh my goodness, we're going to have an ultimate collapse again. And we ended up winning game seven. And then we went right to uh, to Vancouver and split the, split the first two at home or uh, in Vancouver, came back home. And I know probably everyone blames the rest, but we had a couple bad calls in game three where they put us down five on three for like four or five minutes and they scored three goals. Wow. And we just never could never get traction after that. But I, I would say that we were for sure a better team than Vancouver was. And they ended up losing, like, the Boston and seven in the finals. But yes, they did, yeah. Shoulda, woulda, coulda, right? That Shark Tank gets fucking rocking during the playoffs, eh? Oh, it's wild. Yeah, it's awesome. I've heard it was just complete, just nuts. It's kind of like just, just like an older aluminum sheeting building where everything just – all this noise reverberates, right? Yeah. So it's crazy loud. And they yeah. lower that big old shark head or whatever. You skate out the shark head and stuff like that. It's cool how yeah. they do it. Yeah, yeah. This is a great place to play. Rob, you're searching over there. I, see I don't it. understand why the shark's got smoke coming out of its mouth. Though. Like <laughs> Sharks don't smoke. You know, if you're curious <laughs> uh, as to how wrong Perfect. I watch the nature channel all the time. <laughs> What's that, Ian? What's that? I said, let me know if you're curious as to how Ron Francis is. <laughs> Um, after okay, so you you had two epic fights in the NHL, and uh, one was uh, Mar- Marcus Naslin. 
Oh yeah, I seen that. <laughs> how, did, how did that? How did that go? Uh, uh, yeah, that's that's a little embarrassing actually. But this, I didn't even know who who it was at the time. But he was like he cross checked yeah. me a couple times, super hard. I just kind of you just snap right, but I didn't realize like who in it the was. Chest in the, and it was coming up towards your face. I don't even think they considered that a fight. I think we just got four minutes each. Well, he yeah. threw a punch at you. You, you kind of uppercutted him, and yeah. And then there was Kovalchuk, uh, <laughs> the Kovalchuk fight. You guys I fought a few know. times, didn't you? I no, I think just once. But I wish that one would have actually would have let us go longer because we, I just started throwing them, and then the refs got in there right away. But at least he kind of fought back. Like he doesn't mind throwing punches himself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Maslin just grabbed a hold inside your shirt and kind oh, of just was, hugged you. He was hugging out hard, yeah, yeah. There's almost no point even yeah. fighting back. It's like, hey, I can't move. You win. <laughs> just holding on you for the ride. Right. That's funny, man. <laughs> but then you had a good fight with, uh, was it uh, Cote? Was it Cote? Like Riley Cote? No. You asked me talking about. No, it was uh, Minnesota. It was a Minnesota guy. Um, oh, Clutterbuck. Clutterbuck, that's it. Oh. That was a pretty good one where you guys started going and then all of a sudden, boom, you split apart. And then you went back to go in and just as you guys go back in, the fucking refs get in there. It's like, I don't understand why refs get in there like that. Just let them, just go. Just let them go. Don't, don't, you have the best seat in the arena. <laughs> to watch two guys fucking flog each other, why not let it let it happen? Yeah, I, I've never understood. And and they the thing is too, when the refs move in, like they're gonna get hit themselves. Yeah. Or you tie someone up, and next thing you know, the other guy's getting punched in the face over the top, and he can't even, <laughs> you know what I mean, defend yeah. himself. Like because yeah. one ref's got and the other doesn't slips. How many times have you seen that, right? Mm-hmm. Where you get fucking clobbered. Actually, a good example. Didn't tie up the other guy, but my arms are tied, right? A good example of that was Jason Blake took one from Steve Downey. Remember, he would. They were all tied up. The refs had him too, and Downey got that arm free and popped him right in the eye. Oh, yeah, yeah. And it was like instantly, like boom, like swollen shut. I was like, holy shit! Yeah. Like, and it seemed like the punch like didn't come from very far, but he must have just hit right that his eye just blew up like a balloon. Well, it's a big man and a big hand, right? Oh, that was a fucking good shot he landed on him. Um, so after San Jose, you then come into the Red Wings here, which I believe was 2011. You came in. Um, now, you played with guys like Zetterberg and Datsuk. Uh, I just wanted to kind of know, because me being a Wings fan, obviously, is what kind of guys were those guys like off the ice, like like in the room? What kind of like leaders were they? Uh Zetterberg was 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 great. Datsuk was great too. He didn't speak uh, super good English, and he was a real quiet kind of keep to himself type guy. Um, he was more of a leader just by the way he uh, played and practiced and, and trained and stuff. But uh, Zetterberg was a great great guy. He wasn't like uh, Lidstrom was obviously the captain when I was there. He was a, a phenomenal guy too, um, and so was Zetterberg. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, watching those guys and fucking just some of the shit they do on the ice, especially Datsuk, like the hands and the just the way he sees the ice and stuff is like, no, I've never seen anybody see the ice like he does. He's by by far the most talented guy I've played against and with just pure mm -hmm. talent. Yeah, he's nuts. Complete nuts. Go ahead, Rob. Who is the uh who was that one guy that you uh just hated playing against? Um, probably uh probably Marchand. He's just a little rap. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Did you ever get a chance to fight him or just stick no, him or I, no I didn't no. No, you were a clean hockey player, were you? Well, I, I mean, it's, yeah, I don't know why. Like, maybe when I was younger, you might do, like, butt ends and stuff like yeah. that. But it's, like, I don't know, once you get where the cameras are following you all the time and you're going to get suspended if you do something stupid and it is kind of cheap and dirty, too, it's just, like, man, I don't want to be known as the guy who's the dirty hockey player, right? Yeah. Like, you got enough of those guys. Who was that one guy on the ice who was just always yapping, causing shit, just constantly? Mm, probably Steve Ott. <laughs> he's actually coming on soon, too. I heard he's Another pretty old witty, town boy. He's, I heard yeah, he's pretty funny. Boy. Yeah, he was pretty funny. He'd be chirping the coaches and stuff, too. Like, so we'd be sitting on the bench, and he'd come chirp, chirp our coaches, like, with funny, funny chirps, too. And so we'd just be sitting there laughing. Yeah, he's hilarious. Do you remember anything that Do you he remember said? any of them? Oh, you know what? I, it's, it's probably been 15 years already. I can't think of him right now. I'm lucky to even remember his name. <laughs> yeah, Otter, we freaking heard, heard was one of the I've best. i some referees talk some shit about him. <laughs> Say that just, I, I can't stop laughing. Like, the, the stuff he says. There, there's a local guy, Brent pie from this area and he's a referee refed him in the uh ohl and i remember him telling a story about uh you know like i don't know if he threw ott in the box i can't remember the whole story but he, he's like uh yeah i got my signing bonus and my ferrari's outside i'll let you look at it <laughs> you know as i drive away <laughs> <laughs> one of those he's just that guy He's a nut. But, you know, like, the, every teammate that's played with that guy's love that guy. Mm -hmm. Everybody else hated him. Well, yeah, I'm sure he's good to have on your team. <laughs> um, hey, Ian, I got to ask you, have you been, like, watching any, any like, freaking of these, like, NHL, like, playoffs you know here? I, I, I haven't watched hockey in, in a couple years, actually. I – uh I still, I got a little bitter taste in my mouth. The last, the last year I played, I got a little, I, I believe I got a little bit screwed by Babcock and during the lockout, I made a comment about Batman. And, and so he didn't like me either. Um, so I, I still think I should have been playing. I was just kind of getting good. And uh, so I, I, I got a bitter, a little bit of a bitter taste in my mouth. Mm -hmm. And just watching guys out there that you used to play against and shut them down. And, and it's just, I was like, uh, and I got, I've got a 13 year old boy. I've been coaching him for, for five years. So I, I get the most, uh, the most out of giving back by coaching these youngsters. So mm -hmm. and when I get home, I'm pretty gassed. So I don't even really watch TV at all, let alone 
sports or anything. It's funny because you're not the first. Was, guy was Babcock as big of an asshole as everybody says he is? Yeah, yeah, he was. He was. He was up there with like, and, and not just a coach, but just sort of people that I met. Like he he would treat guys that park your car for you or security guards who hold the door open for you. Like he just he's to me he seemed like he thought he was better than other people, mm-hmm. and that just. To me, I don't, I don't like that. Yeah, that's too I, bad. I yeah. can't believe what he did. Just to Mike all Miller. that shit coming out now. You know what I mean? Like, you know, you look at you look at Tortorella, and you think he's that guy, but that guy will go to bat for any fucking player. He, he'll go to war for you know anybody. But then you 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 hear this stuff about Babcock and all the shit that he's pulled and all the shit that he's did, and then he's the voice of. Uh, mental awareness and you're creating that shit too you know what i mean like (laughs) i didn't hear i didn't hear about the mental awareness thing but yeah well he's a mental awareness like bell bell let's talk canada and here here this guy is fucking creating all of it well, or or a bunch of it for certain people anyways well we heard about the whole like johan franzen thing too right like we heard about the franz thing the mike the Marner, madonna Mitch thing Marner. too was fucking nuts mike madonna has got like everybody in the stands for his thousandth game and then you fucking health bomb him like ooh, not good and, and Chris last, last game of the year but yeah he did it to, to even like guys like Iserman, Chelios, guys who had won four cups he would just ride them in and out of the lineup he knew guys most of the guys who played in Detroit have been there like 10-15 years they had their families there didn't want to move for the last year of their career get traded so what he'd do is he if he didn't want the guy on the team anymore he'd put him in and out of the lineup make life miserable for him so the guy would just retire he did to like legends of the game, like all time legends of the game, like yeah. that thing with Medano too. I mean, well, he, like, he almost did it to Spezza, right? He almost did it to Spezza. Spezza. Like he didn't want Spezza on that team, and then when they got him, and, and look at Spezza. Spezza's a stud. Like mm-hmm. he's such a great, seems like a great human being. I don't know him personally, but from what I see, it, it just seems like team first, me next. Um. Ian, what were you going to say about the Mike Well, no, but Madonna. just the thing about Mike, Mike Madano, yeah. Like, that, to me, it's like the only way you would – the only reason, I guess, that you could – or you'd even contemplate doing something like that is just a pure dick move. Yeah. Like, you know what you're doing, and you're like, ah, let me just be a dick to this guy. Yeah. I don't and know he, what else could go through your mind. Like, you might say, oh, I'm shuffling the lineup, but I don't see him playing on the fourth line against this team. There's no reason for that, right? Yeah. yeah, and like the guy had his family and shit in the stands, man. Family and friends in the house. Yeah, that was a dick move. Sorry, Rob, I didn't want to interrupt, but I was just because he was just about to say no, no, something. I, I'm sorry, I, I'm sorry, I, I interrupted Ian too <laughs> to say, but guys, can we take a quick time out? I got a piss. Oh, well, fourteen more So, so Ian, you, you played over uh, five five hundred games. Um, if there was any rule that you would like see changed in the NHL, what, what would it be? I'd like to get rid of those uh, whatever those shapes are where goalies aren't allowed to play the puck in the corners in their own end. Oh, that like 
I love their Trap line. Is always they call come it. way far out of the net, you know, whether there be a collision or not. But just having, I mean, it's a, a huge skill of some goalies who could go out and play the puck. And yet they're, you know, risking embarrassing themselves too. I thought it was just a lot more exciting and a lot, it created a lot more offense too. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Do you think that the goalie should be eligible to be hit too at the same time? No, I don't. I don't think that. Like obviously, no. you're you're gonna answer the bell if you hit my goalie, right? So, yeah, I don't know. You shouldn't be allowed because I mean they would get murdered, right? You got a winger coming down full speed, and you're going out to play the puck. Like you're not looking to hit the forward, right? You're just trying to move that puck. So those goalies are get absolutely crushed. Yeah, it'd be like Lucic hitting Darcy Tucker, Nick Kiprios. All those guys would have crushed those guys. Oh, it'd be bad. <laughs> <laughs> well, if, if yeah. it was if it was legal, everyone would. Mm-hmm. Right. But if it was legal, you why not? If they if they stay in that the blue paint, or let them venture out, and they're and they're just just liable, just like everybody else, right? That's like a yeah, six. Man. I mean, but, but, but you're looking at headshots, you're looking at crazy shit now. Yeah, I don't. I don't think you can make them fair game, but I think it's exciting enough. Even just having them go that far to the net, take a chance of trying to clear it or something, and hey, maybe that guy, maybe mistimed it, maybe misplayed it, and you give up an empty net goal. Mm-hmm. Um, well, you, what was the on, worst injury you ever had? Ooh, that's a good. Sorry, one. Uh, I took I took a puck in the face in in Detroit. Um, and it, it shattered my, I took it, I think, I don't know which side, probably this side, but it shattered my cheek and smashed my nose and broke uh, three of the four orbital bones behind my eye. And it was super painful. I think I missed five games for that. That's it? Oh, you know what? Actually, the year the year after, too, the, the, where it was only half a season, um, I took, I was back checking, and I, uh, the guy had kind of like a half breakaway. And so I dove to try to like poke check him and, and Jimmy Howard, our goalie, he, he made a play on him too. And the goalie skates have these like kind of picks on the front and the back. And I just took the pick right on the top of my knee and it just gashed my, my knee open like super bad. I think it was probably three weeks. I, I couldn't skate. You're out longer with that than the one in the face. Yeah. That's nuts, man. Le- Le- LeBron James got poked in the eye and he was down for eight, 80 seconds. <laughs> you know, I, I saw that too. That's it's embarrassing. Oh. oh, I fucking hate basketball with a passion. Did he, did I fucking get hit hate in the eye though? He, he got a cramp and got carted off on a fucking. Yeah, he got carried chair. off the off the thing I, for. I think he a, was faking the whole thing. Guys are playing on broken legs in the NHL, diving in front of pucks. Uh, unbelievable! Like, and so yeah. so. Uh, I got, I got two more, uh, if that's okay. And, um, my, my first one is, uh, what, what, what do you miss most about playing in the NHL? Uh, probably just, just hanging out with the guys in the locker room and, and traveling with them. Uh, I mean, it was playing, playing a sport. I mean, even though obviously you're doing it professionally, but just playing, sport you grew up playing and, and loved as a kid um mm-hmm. you know the, the two hours i guess so well, you're there for probably four hours but the two hours of game time it's it's like you're you're really not thinking of anything else right it's just focus on the game 
have fun out there and and you're not thinking about anything else that's going on in the world so it's a bit of a bit of a release for you too and and just hanging out with your buddies right it's uh even guys you know that's we play beer league or senior league too it's the same thing right Mm -hmm. 100 percent you always sit for another hour after the game and shoot the shit, drink some beers and tell bullshit stories, right? Fuck, only for mm-hmm. an hour? <laughs> I'm there fucking two, three hours after my game just crushing, crushing beers. Yeah, I'm sure your wife's going to love hearing that. <laughs> well, she already knows that happens. Uh, trust me. That's why and I it, just it, try to be a good boy through the week. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, oh, I'm sorry. There's two more that I got to ask you. Um, do you got a, a story about Darcy Tucker? Like any, like I remember watching him and you guys were playing Ottawa and he jumped into that bench. And uh, <laughs> I remember the music being played on the, on the, at the arena. And it was uh, the star track when Kirk, would always go to fight somebody. And it was the, uh, Tucker's in the bench, throwing punches, Neil's punching him, fucking, like, there was just so many people beating on him, wailing on him, pulling him into the, into the bench. Do you remember that? I do remember that. That's probably the one that sticks out the most or that anyone that sticks out, that's the one. Yeah, just, I mean, you think it's, I guess when your your emotions are running high, you'll do something as crazy as jump in the opposing team's bench, just start throwing bombs. <laughs> and his eyes were probably this fucking big around both of them too. He'd get those they crazy eyes going. Yeah, he'd get crazy eyes going, man. That guy was a complete psycho on the ice, but I loved watching him. He would yeah. pull He would pull his cheeks down to make his eyes bigger. <laughs> just to make his eyes so you'd see. <laughs> you're, you're Yeah, you, you'd watch it. You'd see his glove. He'd pull his eyes down like... Like the bottom lids, just just so his eyes, he can see better. I've just seen so many clips of him where just when he's fired up and his eyes are just fucking like this big, I'm like, whoa. (laughs) Okay, but here's a funny thought for you guys. So he had 100 penalty minutes uh, the one year, 70, I want to say 74 games, and Domi had – 76 games and 106 penalty minutes. What was it like playing with Ty? Because Ty's Ty's a a local boy too. He he's like 20 minutes away from where we are right now, mm-hmm. like where he grew up in Bow River. Yeah, he he was actually my my first roommate when I went first my first training camp. Um, so it's, it was kind of funny, right? You're showing up showing up camp, and all of a sudden you check in your room and and. Ty Domi's your roommate. I was like, oh. But he was he was a great guy too. And obviously the the way he played. I mean, those those are the good old days, right? There's not guys like that anymore. But for for his size and and you know the, the guys that he would fight and many times beat up, it was just just he was a one of a kind, truly. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Definitely. Pound for pound, probably the toughest. Yeah. Well, this freaking like area here, we have we've had two of the like biggest scrappers in the NHL in the history of the NHL between Ty and Bob Prober are from this area, right? Like right near us. 
So it's kind of nuts how how it works out. Um, they're all Rob, 20, 20 minutes away from Essex. Yeah, they're more like kind of like central to like everything. Rob, you should ask them that great question that you love, love to ask our guests. All right, because it's my favorite question. So if there was a, you know, if they, it, I, I fucking hate the horn. I hate the horn. You know, like Toronto doesn't need the horn. I, I think Detroit started with the horn because they weren't getting enough fans in the building. So they would, they brought that great big, like it is fucking annoying because it drowns out the original sound of the cheer. Cause that's the loudest part of the fucking, and it's the biggest rush. And you get that, that horn that drowns out everybody. And I fucking hate it, but regardless, anyways, what, if they took out that horn and there was a goal scoring song that you would have had for when you scored your goals, 45 of them, what would it have been? Hmm. Great question, Rob. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I Now, now you think about it, is any time that I've been on the ice or score myself is like, I don't hear, I obviously you hear those foghorns, but I don't, I cannot remember a single song that was playing except one time or a couple of times. I don't know what team it was. Hopefully it wasn't the least, but they, they kept playing who let the dogs out. That was their, their scoring song. And it's like, <laughs> and that's, that's awful. Right. But I, the other, the only, thing I, the only thing I, the other thing I disagree with while well, you disagree with the horn, but is the, the drive-by, all the teams after they score, they do the drive-by on the bench. And to me, I hate like, it. You do something like that when you're like an Adam and Pee Wee, right? This is yeah. pro hockey. Like you snipe, hey, go line up, go get another mm -hmm. one. You don't have to do these little drive-bys by the bench. To me, it just seems a little. Yeah, you you hug each other in your pile and fucking good goal, pats on the head, tappy tappies, and you go back, you yeah. go back to center ice. Yeah, line them up. Okay, but what was your what would your song be? I know how you try to avoid that question, Ian. <laughs> if you could like choose one, you know, I well, I I listen to mostly country and if like old country too. And if they're gonna put like Merle Haggard on in the rink or something like that, you probably wouldn't hear it properly. So I don't know. I I I'll have to I'll have to pass on it. <laughs> oh. Got him. <laughs> Actually, I love this barn. <laughs> Scotty Gomez answered that like, bam. Like, I couldn't believe how quick he answered it. And he was, what did he say? He said anything by who? By the stones or something? It was he weak. Said? It was weak. He said anything by the Rolling Stones. Well, you <laughs> could throw any anything rock and roll. But then anything, I think he threw a name know, out oh, right, right after that. I think he uh, he ended up throwing a name out. He did um, after. Yeah, he did. But Ian, thank you so much, man. This has been great. Uh, just, man, I I could fucking sit here with you for hours, but I know you can't. You just got home from work and stuff. Um, I just want to say thank you, and we wish you all the best moving forward. And if you're ever in this freaking area or whatever, hit us up, and we'll either play some golf or mash a couple beers or something. Yeah, sounds good. I appreciate it. We'll do this again sometime. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I, I still have like 30 more questions, Ian, just <laughs> so you know. All right, we'll do part two for sure. <laughs> all awesome. right, Ian. Thank you thank so you. much. Great. I appreciate it. And all, all the best to you and your family and your kid and 
you know, you take care of yourself. All right, I guys. Really yeah, have a great it. night. Thanks, Thanks a lot. Buddy. See you guys. Okay. First thing I remember knowing was a lonesome whistle blowing and a youngin's dream of growing up to ride on a freight train leaving town, not knowing where I'm back. And there he is, folks, Mr. Ian White. What a beaut, that guy, man. I wish he's back this way. We could crush a couple beers with him. Yeah, he was a great guy. Great guy. And he was like... I love the interview. Yeah, he was like... He yeah, he was like a hard-nosed fucking guy. He had a hell of a shot, too, that guy. Jesus. Yeah. Complete missile. So, big shout-out to him. So, thanks, Ian. Uh, we'll move on. A couple little, couple little stories around here. So, there's one. A girl's name is... Uh, Taya Curry. She's from uh, Park Hill, Ontario. She's 16 years old. She's a goalie. She just got drafted into the OHL by Sarnia. She plays for the Elgin Middlesex Chiefs AAA Hockey Club. She is the first girl ever to be drafted into the OHL. So huge congrats goes out to her for making hockey history. Rob, what do you think? I think it's fantastic that, that dreams do come true. Like she obviously worked very hard at what she does, her skills, all that stuff. Um, you know, I, I just don't, I don't know uh, how it's going to work. Like you look at the girls that play on boys teams, you know, in, in the, uh, you know, peewee mm -hmm. divisions and, and uh, you know, all stuff like that. Um, they change in their own rooms. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know. I, I don't know. Like, I can maybe work. I, I'm I not can, saying I'm not saying it shouldn't work, but mm -hmm. we obviously have to progress forward to to make stuff like this work, right? Yeah. So, yeah, I I'm can. I'm pretty sure Haley Wickenheiser played in the KHL or one yeah, of those. She, uh, she One did of those yeah. professional leagues, you know, mm -hmm. like, like, yeah, there's she, not much hitting going on and you don't want to be the guy that buries the girl. So <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I don't know, you know, it, it's going to be a tough road. It's going to be a tough road yeah. for, for like, you know, not, not only her and all the people before her uh, of color, uh, of whatever race, um, mm -hmm. you know, like it, it, it's going to be a struggle for her. Mm -hmm. But, but I think it, it's amazing. It's amazing. Mm. It's fantastic. It's, it's, it's great. It's great. I, could, I love it. I could see her maybe going the Team Canada route and doing that, like, 100%. I could Ooh. see her doing that because she's young, man. They could get her in there early, get her the way that they want her, and she'd be fantastic. So, see, Grace, dreams do mm. come true. Yes, they definitely do. They definitely do. Team Canada. So Team Canada goes to the World Championships, shits the bed in the first three games. And then they come back and win the fucking gold medal in overtime. <laughs> so no team has ever done that ever. We were just uh, saying there was like what? There was like nine things or something that had to happen in order for them to even get into them to move on. Right, to get right? into the playoff round. Yeah. And, and all nine things happened. 
That's insane. Like, what are the odds? Yeah. One in a zillion. (laughs) So fuck big shout out to those guys over battling back coach Gerard Gallant, who is also, I guess I just seen before we came on the air that I guess he was offered the New York Ranger head coaching job. Gerard Gallant. So he knew he was going to fall somewhere. It was a matter of time. It was a matter of time. He's a great coach. His guys will go through the wall for him. He'll do really good in New York. Really good now, in the New York. Name, name's slipping me right now, but um, Connor Brown, uh, yeah. Ottawa Senators, former tra- Toronto Maple Leaf. Yeah. Him and I forget I who. I can't think of his name right now. The guy who scored the goal. Right. Yeah, I'm trying to think of his name too. I forget who, but yeah, they were two guys play on the same team. Yeah, they both played for Ottawa, and uh, the, it was a two-on-one, and it it was awesome. Well, I, mm. it's I really suck at this because I don't remember his name. Nick, <laughs> Nick uh, yeah. Hey, yeah. either way, they, those two, one slid it over to the other guy. He slid it in. Canada wins goal. Fuck, when they were all jumping on the boards there, I thought they were going to go through the glass for fuck's sake. You see the bend in the board? Oh, that, that board almost came right down. Jesus. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah. That's a lot of fucking meat hitting the boards at the same time. Jesus, guys. <laughs> but, yeah, I had to take a little break from hockey and I had to watch another Maple Leaf uh, do something special. So, one that actually wins. So, anyway, speaking of uh, <laughs> of Leafs, Rob. Let's do it, Rob. Let's let's do it. What do you think has to happen to get these fucking Leafs over the hump? I don't know. Uh, they they don't know how to win. They don't. And the guys that they brought in to be, you know, the grinders and the and the uh, tough guys and and stuff like that. I I, I didn't see it. I, I saw uh, Austin Matthews getting ragdolled by, you know, Weber holding on to the back of his collar and, you know, Matthews is smiling and whatever. But where was Simmons saying, I'm going to punch your fucking head off your shoulders? Yeah. Pardon my French. But it, it, it didn't happen. And, you know, like, uh, I, I didn't even notice Felino out there. And I'm telling you right now, it was Sam Bennett that I wanted over Felino, but I honestly thought that Felino was going to come in and make a difference with uh, the um, the style of hockey that he plays. Like it, it's it's a it's an aggressive style of hockey. It's it's like a Jamie Ben or or you know what I mean. Mm-hmm. It's it's I don't fucking know. Let me As ask. an outsider, Ant who doesn't follow the Leafs, you know. But I'm, but I'm a hockey fan, so. Right, 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 right. But 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 not a Leafs fan. No. What did you see? Because I know you watched every game. Oh, of course I did. Of because you I wanted did. him to lose every game. So, like, <laughs> other than Carey Price, you know, stealing three out of four games. Yeah. Uh, that Montreal won. What did you see that you thought could have changed that would have made it I seen a different outcome. I seen a a flat hockey team. I seen um, they weren't very intense. They were losing battles in the corners. They were when Austin Matthews leads your team and hits in the series. What the fuck's going on here? 
Okay. Like Austin Matthews should not be out banging it, banging it up with now. How, how, however, Austin Matthews is a big boy. Okay. So I can see him hitting, but he shouldn't lead your team and hits in the series for one. Cause now if he's hitting all the time, what is he not doing? Scoring goals, which is what he's supposed to be doing, which he had one in the series. Marner was completely absent. He had maybe four assists in the series, never scored a goal. Guys like like you were saying, like Simmons and Thornton and guys like that, they just, to me, no nobody did what they were supposed to do. The only one that did what he was supposed to do was your goaltender, was Jack Campbell. That series is not on him. To me, at times, I felt like he was left to just hung out to dry. He was fucking the reason why they were in it is because of Jack Campbell. Let's let's 100%. say let's let's say that. But what I want to ask you, Rob, is going into next season now, and you're trying to get over the hump. Who are you bringing back? Jason Spezza. I would 100% sign him again. Do you bring back Thornton? Nope. Wayne Simmons. I don't know. Wayne Simmons, until he got his hand hurt, he was the man. He, mm-hmm. he, was, he was doing incredible things. Like, he was having a, 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 a career year, you mm-hmm. know. Um, but Toronto's going to run into a, a big bunch of problems with, uh, you know, the, you you got to sign Zach Hyman. You, you can't let that guy go. I, th- I, 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 th- I won't let him go. I feel like I've seen he signed. Uh, Morgan Riley, you can't let him go. He's one of your most steady, solid defensemen, like mm-hmm. in the league, and and you got him in Toronto, but you're gonna have to pay him too. So, Felino is obviously gonna go back. Personally, that I think to um, Columbus. Yeah, I think he was like a rent a player, you know, I, because yeah. there was like. Two other teams playing them, right? Mm-hmm. So that's what I see happening there. Um, to get another goalie, I, I really don't think they need to. Like Jack Jack Campbell is is uh, a little bit older or whatever, but you also have uh, Riddich. You know, yeah, yeah, Riddich. Yeah, I, I think I don't think there's anything wrong with him. I I think that's a pretty good one too. Um. All in all, he was the most um, successful at his trade what what mm-hmm. anybody else was on that team that he did. Mm-hmm. My biggest problem is when they came to game four, um, or sorry, game five, up 3-1, Montreal changed a whole bunch of stuff. Mm-hmm. Toronto didn't change anything. Toronto was like, okay, you know, we're going to keep Marner and Matthews Same together no matter Same what. Same lineup. You know, it's been working all year, and, and, and it only makes sense, right? But I'm not a coach, so I don't know what you could change or what you could do. I'm sure everybody, armchair quarterback, have the answers, <laughs> what they could have done. But, yeah. but in all reality – those two guys are, and especially with uh, Nylander on that line, those three guys are going to get you points. Kudos to Montreal for shutting them down. Mm-hmm. Like, Matthews and Marner were a plus two. Right? 
their goaltending uh, Campbell, it, when you, when he's holding you down to two goals and you're losing two to one, you got to be kidding me. So like, I get I give all the praise to uh, Jack Campbell. Soup, you were amazing in the, in the playoffs, and your team let you down. Mm-hmm. That that that's all I got to say about it. Like, One hundred. If you had to make a big change, if you had to unload somebody who's okay, so this is kind of how I see it. So, Nylander, I would be like Thornton gone, Simmons gone, Foligno gone. Um, I would get rid of. I'm sorry, but I would get rid of the older guys. So that would free up like what maybe a couple close to a couple million dollars cap space, roughly. But you got to think about Frederick Anderson gone mm-hmm. that's that's five million right there uh, so that's what i mean so i was kind of doing some browsing and i was like looking up guys that play defense that are around a couple million bucks okay so you could get guys you could get a radko gudas for 2.5 and they should have got him they were talking you know what I about mean? picking him up they were looking at him but I, I i would also like to see um what's his name off of uh the fat guy off tampa bay Oh, <laughs> fucking Patty Maroon. Maroon. Pat Maroon That's yeah. the guy they should have got because he's a stud. Mm, but I'm I'm talking D-man, though. I, Toronto doesn't need D. Toronto's fine on defense. There is nothing wrong with their defense. Nothing. It's the forwards that give up the puck. Galchenyuk, he's got to stay. For the money that they're going to pay him, he stays. Did he cough up the puck? Yeah. But we also got to think about this too, Ant, is that their game is a puck control game. You know, everybody's mm-hmm. talking about, oh, Montreal led in hits. Yeah, well, they're hitting them because they're allowed to because they have the puck all the time. Yeah. And I get that. But in that same sense, in that same sense, their their game is, is puck control. Turn it around and start over again. When Dermot coughed the puck up on the boards, any other team would have chipped the puck off the boards, but th- that's not their game. Like you, but Keith didn't make those changes that he needed to make and say, let's go to a dump and chase. Uh-huh. Toronto didn't do that all year. There was never a dump and chase. Teams like Tampa Bay, teams like Carolina, and I'm, we're, we're talking good freaking teams that mm-hmm. are dumping in and chasing. They're changing the game. Now we're going to go bang Montreal, you know. But yeah, hit him back. Uh, Galchenyuk's uh, pass across the blue line, it was to put it on the tape, and Cofield, Caulfield, however you want to say it, he's gone. And now it's a mm-hmm. two-on-O, and, and, you know, poor f- – what are you going to do? Can't. What are you going to do? Nothing. You know, that's going in the net. And if you mm. quaff on that, like you're so you if they you don't deserve to be in the NHL. If they made a few of those like changes there, how much like cap space would they have roughly? In my head? Yeah, just roughly. It doesn't have to be exact. I don't know. I don't know what the cap is. I don't know what the cap space is what they would have but i'm telling you you could take i was just gonna say let's just say they had five or six million okay cap space yep sam bennett 2.55 bennett 
And Gouda's. 2.55 Gouda. Those two are 5 million bucks, and you get a nice little upgrade on D. You get a nice little nice little addition up front. It's smash you in the mouth. But I'm not sure how long their deals are. But, yeah, but it's just guys like that that make, like, that are just super cheap. Oscar Lindblom, 3 million bucks. Like, a guy like that. Freaking um, – Fabry there who's been with the wings has been okay. He's only 2.9. Like it's just guys like that. You know what I mean? There's guys out there that are cheap that you can get. That would be nice little upgrades that wouldn't cost Carlos you. Carlos got to get guys that aren't afraid to go in the corner. Montreal has a whole team of guys that aren't afraid to go in the corner. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that they're afraid to? That they're not afraid okay. to. Okay. I was going to say they're afraid they're going to. going in the corner. They're going to get the puck, you mm-hmm. know, and, and it's about, um, helping your your teammate out when you mm-hmm. go into the corner and when you don't it, it, you know you, you kind of wheel off or whatever and and that's what Toronto did the whole freaking series did it hurt that Tavares uh wasn't there absolutely oh, that, that changed the whole dynamic of of Toronto's lines you know yeah so you you can't you can't bring a guy off uh, like from the the uh, watching the game to taking John Tavares's spot. <laughs> yeah, that's hard. It's lots of pressure. Oh. Well, well I here I am, the same thing. <laughs> the Lions, same old Lions, same old Leafs. I think I might get the tattoo. Sol. Sol. <laughs> yeah, and have have a lion on the front and a leaf on the back, like. <laughs> <laughs> I hope you pricks enjoyed my beer. <laughs> oh, Rob, they'll they'll figure it out at some point. Uh, to me, I would I would do the one 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 effect. I'd bring in one forward, one D man, one goalie. See what happens. I think they're fine goalies. And, and and who 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 are you kicking out? Who who are you getting rid of on D? I don't know. People are there. I've been reading online today that there's rumors about Morgan Riley being gone somewhere. I'm not get. I'm not getting rid of Morgan Riley for Gudis. I'm not. No, I don't he's, know where, but they're talking about because I think he's only got like one year left on his deal and this and that. So. Yeah. No, they got to figure. They got to figure him out, and they got to figure Hyman out. If, if they did make the the. Uh, Here's the uh, thing to me. Up for him, awesome. I love it. To me, one of those, like, to me, someone has to go. Someone has to go in Toronto in order for them to do anything. Well, Dermot, Dermot would go, but then you got that the Sedine. No, no, no. Uh, I don't. I don't mean no. I don't mean guys like that. I mean one of the big guys is going to have to go. Like in order for them to make like, like significant change. So I don't that's know. I why... think Dubas is doing a great job. I, I really do. Mm-hmm. Like I think he's brought all the, the, the right pieces to the puzzle, but now it's uh and Dub and uh Keith is is Dubas's guy. Mm-hmm. You know. The only reason why I think it might be Riley is because all the others kind of have lots of freaking term and their deals are huge. And let's face it, you're not getting rid of Marner or Matthews. So you can't even I mean, get rid of Nylander because his contract's so huge. That's what so I mean. I don't have to pay fucking some of it. And that's what I mean. And if Riley's on his last year and 
You know what I'm I mean? doing whatever I can to keep Riley. Yeah. Riley's my number one guy. He should have been the captain. Yeah. He should have been the captain. Well, we'll see what happens. Like I said, I just think that, I don't know, someone's got to go. So I'm curious to see on who it's going to be. Is So I don't know. Stay tuned, Leaf Nation, I guess. We'll see what happens over the summer. Never know, Rob, here. We'll see. Do you, uh, do you have anything else you want to talk about or are you about at it? I'm done. <laughs> I'm done. That right there, ladies and gentlemen, is a fucking broken down man right there. Jesus. Big sigh. All right, Rob, let's get the fuck out of here. All right, everybody. We'll talk to you guys next week. Aunt Rob signing off. We're out of here. See ya. I love all y'all. Yeah, I can get behind it.